Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome to the Dear Dad podcast. My name is Bjemson Darius, aka BJ. So today I'm happy to have this guest on this episode only because I listened to her podcast called a Life Junkie. She'll get into it in a little bit. I listened to it and I was just like, ah, after the fifth or third episode I listened to, I was like, gotta have her in my podcast because she has a story to tell. And I'm so happy that you're able to accept this. So guys, I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold her anymore. Her name is um, Erica Waltz. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I've been thinking about this like all week. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. So let's, let's hop to it. So um, Erica, tell me who who you are. Who's Erica? Erica, in a nutshell, would probably be described as a super empath, like a super, super empath. I, I kind of tend to put myself last a lot of time when it comes to people that I love or really care about. I'm a super giver, super loving. But I mean, at the same time, I kind of take in, take in, take in. It's not always a good thing. I, I just take in, take in, take in until I explode for the most part. But overall, I'm a super empath. <laughs> no problem. No problem. So, all right. So let's, let's hop to the first question. Um, and okay. you can go as, as in-depth as you want to go and, and elaborate as much as you want to. Tell me about your dad. My dad is definitely a human teddy bear. Okay. As big as he is, he has the softest heart. That's probably where I get it from a lot of the time. Like he's a people person, a people pleaser, um, super, super nice. He really doesn't like to hurt anybody's feelings. But I will say over the years, he's definitely like that daddy bear of his kids and mm -hmm. his grandkids now. <laughs> How playful he is. Um, we always, he always would play pranks around the house like it was one time vividly I can remember um, my mom was getting ready to get off of work and he decided hey let's let's trick your mom and like my brother had this like a I don't know if you've seen the scary movie Scream mm -hmm. so it's like a Scream costume that my brother had my dad decided to put it on and he pretended as though like I guess like somebody came in the house and did something to us because he felt like it was just going to be a way to like get my mom really well because that's just something that they do. They try to prank, prank each other. Mm -hmm. So that was probably one of the um, earliest ones. And then my dad, again, like I said, is just really playful, like us playing outside all the time, playing sports, just being outside all the time. Hmm. Okay. 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 So you were just telling me that um, your your dad has is a prankster and he is a giver, is a big teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. again, from from what I, I was listening to and just listening to you talk to about him now, you guys pretty much share a lot of characteristics um, from what you're yeah. telling me. What characteristics in you that you find um, in your dad and maybe in your your kids? Mostly, mostly how kind we are. Like it drives my mom up a wall, I'm pretty sure. Like it just, like I was saying earlier, like it takes a lot for us to be angry. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm very slow to anger like him. That's probably the biggest one in how giving he is. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, for me too, I was I, I share a lot of characteristics in me I see in my dad and I even see them in mm -hmm. my son as well. And I, I, I continue looking for what other traits that I have of, of me that it is in him. Um, definitely mm -hmm. my voice, <laughs> um, my demeanor, <laughs> my um, the way I'm very, very um, patient. My mom and my dad are very yeah. patient people, but I'm very patient and I'm I'm not I'm slow to anger. 
you know it takes a lot for me to get angry so if you see me get angry and lose my cool that means that the person got to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> to me. and that's something I, I normally let let out but um i i i try my best i really try my best to not let anybody get that far into me that far uh, uh, that breaks me that far down because then I, I lose my character and that's one thing I, I try not to lose at all definitely definitely that's me and him too <laughs> if you if you had if you had the chance right now right I don't know how how the relationship is with you and your dad um, if you had anything you wanted to tell him right now he was in front of you what would it be I don't mean to get too too deep about it but uh so Go early as far as you want <laughs> but um i would probably say one thing that i've always been wanting to somehow find a way to tell him was that um when i was a lot younger like i would say toddler age um i was a daddy's girl like to the t and then somewhere in the middle i guess i just felt like we lost that a little bit mm. um to the point of where i feel like my dad has always physically been in my life. Like I've grown up with him since the day I was born, but I felt like at one point, I don't feel like I had my dad emotionally hmm. the way that I feel like I should have, especially as a growing girl. And then like now where we are in our relationship, like it's not bad, but I can see that we're trying to get back there, especially now that I have my daughter and my daughter is his first grandchild. So mm -hmm. I feel like he's trying to mend that part of our relationship a little bit through my daughter and mm. i'm like i'm trying to appreciate it but of course like the little girl in me is more so like i wanted this part of you that you're giving to her you know mm. what i'm saying mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I completely understand i i see that now with my dad um i again my my father and i um growing up he was around but he was never in the house right mm -hmm. he was never in the house so again that played a role for me um, and I'm seeing him now with my uh, my son, and I'm seeing him now with my niece and nephews, and even with my youngest brothers. And I see how much love he has, and how he's catered to them. And it kind of had me, you know, just kind of like it set me back. And I was telling my wife not too long ago, like, like how is he able to like do all those things for them, but he wasn't able to mm -hmm. do that with us. And then like that just, I mean, still today, just talking about it, it gets me choked up because I'm like, I. I why why couldn't this happen like you i know mm -hmm. you're capable of doing it but why couldn't yeah. it happen and that still today it hurts me and i'm just trying to figure out like why it didn't but i'm learning to like let that go and love him for who he is right now because growing up the way he was before it wasn't his fault and that's what i'm trying exactly. to understand it wasn't his fault that was his upbringing that was his time and mm -hmm. he, this is what, what he was um he was dealing with so i'm learning about that i'm learning about these things i'm learning about letting it go but it still doesn't go away yeah definitely i agree that's kind of me too like and i try to get in my head of like um in forgiving him i have to think about okay well just like i don't know everything as a parent i'm i'm trying to think okay well he doesn't know everything as a parent either like especially since i'm for, for one i'm like his, i'm his first daughter as well out of the three of us so i'm like i'm trying to think okay well he's clearly never done this before and he's trying along the way and then like you said earlier i'm just trying to take in and accept who he is now like he's probably thought about some things that i don't even know about and has used it to try to change himself now you know mm -hmm. and from your experience with your dad from either you can talk about from current or when you were younger what was the relationship between you and him Ooh. younger i feel like I feel like we clicked really well because like I said um, earlier of how playful we were. So right. I think that was like our um, 
that was our happy that was our happy medium for the most part uh that was where we clicked the most like just how playful we are as a family in general um to this day now we still have like the playful moments of course or like it's now i would say we're kind of meeting back where we were early childhood okay if that makes sense okay and one last question i'll let you go about your dad what were <laughs> some if you know of any um the biggest lessons that you learned from your dad outside of um how to be very patient would be since I've already mentioned that like at one point I felt like he was there emotionally with me I feel like that's something I've learned from him to be kind of more emotionally present especially with my um my daughter now mm-hmm. because I feel like of course me being me since I felt like it affected me I don't want it to be something that affects her and that's something that I carry on you know what I'm saying right so that's probably something and uh definitely emphasizing the being slow to anger that's definitely something else that i've learned from him that i kind of want to keep <laughs> <laughs> okay sure sure I'll, I'll let you get away with that one i'll let you <laughs> i'll let you get away with that one and, I, I, and I, again i love the, the the way you guys the way you're talking about your dad um and the last one that question i have for you is when was the last time you told your dad that you loved him not even a lie maybe like a week ago Okay. Probably a week ago, because I think we were on the phone and getting ready to get off the phone. I think I told him I loved him, and then like one time in between, um, then I sometimes randomly get them cards, get my parents' cards, and in the card, like I wrote something to him and just told him that I loved him, because I felt like I didn't say it enough to him. So, yeah, I say it kind of often now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I ask, this, I ask that question because, you know, it's not easy for a lot of people to say, especially with the dynamics with their dad, especially if the dad is not in the house or they don't have a good relationship with the dad. Saying mm-hmm. those words is not as easy as we would think it is. Um, right. I learned I learned or I said to my to, to my dad, I told my dad I loved him for the first time in 37 years last year. Right. Really? And that's how that's how strong um, I was holding on to these things. So when I first said it, it when I actually said it, it was a release not only for me but for him. So I find it, I find it interesting whenever I ask um, other people, like, like, have you ever told your dad that you love them? Because I, it, it's important, it's crucial. And the reason why, I was, I, also the reason why I say that is because um, it's forgiveness is not for only us; it's for other people. So if we tell mm-hmm. you, if we tell our dad that we forgive them or we love them, it lifts up that burden off their shoulders, knowing that they can they can move on. It's okay mm-hmm. to move on. You know, again, like I said before, my father growing up wasn't, he didn't have the, the proper upbringing, you know, so he had to pretty much do what he had to do. So when I ask mm-hmm. this question, it's pretty much, um, it's, it's, it's to lift up the burden, not only for yourself, but also for your dad. So, all right, let's, let's move on. Let's change the dynamic. And with this one, I'm pretty sure you have, <laughs> you can have <laughs> more to say. So um, tell me about motherhood. Oh, it's definitely not a hood for the faint of heart i will say that okay (laughs) (laughs) but um it's definitely something i i I would probably say it's probably my one job that i actually absolutely love every single day okay Mm. (laughs) right 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 okay so i'm gonna try not to make it as long as how i did on like on my show (laughs) i'm gonna try to give like a kind of quick version but um let me see I found out I was pregnant my last semester of college. 
and um actually what's funny is my mom knew I was pregnant before I knew I was pregnant like I was in denial I think it was but my mom she came to me saying that uh well she went to my sister saying that she had a dream that I was pregnant I was holding some little girl mind you there's no other little girls in our household <laughs> so <laughs> I was just like okay but I'm telling my sister I was like she's crazy she, she doesn't know what she's talking about she, I'm not pregnant Next thing you know, I found out I was pregnant. And what's funny is, I'm actually, it's funny that, like, we're doing this episode now about dads that I was so scared not to tell my mom. I was so scared to tell my dad. I found out I was pregnant the day of dad's birthday. So, naturally, I'm just like, oh, I can't tell him. Oh, I'm not going to tell him on his birthday. I'm going to ruin his birthday. I can't be that one. And I just ended up, I, I told my mom on my dad's birthday and I told her, I was like, you cannot tell him until tomorrow. Like, you have to tell him tomorrow. I don't, no, not today. Next thing you know, I get off the phone with my mom and maybe 30 minutes later, I get a text message from my dad. I'm scared to open it. I was just like, he's going to tell me. I just made him so upset. Like, why, why now? All this other kind of stuff. But I opened the message and the message said, well, happy birthday to me. Thank you. I'll see you later. Because he was going to have a dinner that night. And I was just like, oh, he took it way better than I thought. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think once I kind of got like that stamp of approval from my parents, it was just like, it just went up from there, I guess. <laughs> so why was it so easy for you to tell your mom and not your dad? Like, why did you feel like he was going to disappoint your dad? Oh, how I... I think it was so easy to tell my mom because once she probably already knew, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what it was because she was already alluding to it like a day or two before I actually found out because it was a it was a hurricane that had hit Tallahassee um, the day before I found out I was pregnant or two days before I found out I was pregnant, and she was already alarmed that I slept through the entire hurricane. So she was just like, yeah, something's off about that. But since she had already hinted to my sister that she knew, I felt like, okay, it's going to be easier to tell my mom. And then, you know, I guess as like a, as like your daddy's little girl, you're kind of just scared to tell your dad any of that kind of stuff. Like you're scared to tell him about your boyfriend's pregnancy. Like you're just scared of like, because you don't know what they're going to say. They're just like looking at you. He already looks at me as you're always my little girl. I don't care how old you are, but you're my, you're my kid. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's awesome. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. When I heard that on your podcast, and I was just like, "That's funny." I was like, "That sounds like a Caribbean parent." Because what what parent what mom don't you know um, that doesn't dream of of their child having a kid? Like my mom did it to me. Like my mom did it to my my wife. She was just like, "Oh, I know somebody." Actually, she did it to a couple of us. She was like, "My mom said, oh, I had a dream that um, I think somebody was holding a fish or going fishing or something like that." She was like, "I know somebody's pregnant, but I don't know who." I was like, ah, uh, shoot. <laughs> At that point, it wasn't me. I think it was my my um, sister-in-law. But even when my wife got pregnant, like, it was, it was. I felt like she knew. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think she, it still was a surprise. But just yeah. when you say that, I was just like, it's kind of weird, like, how mom's intuitions are just, like, on, it's yeah. just on point. It's so weird. That's what I said to her. I was like, how do you have, because she, so, she was like, she had this dream. Then next thing you know, she was like, she said she was taking a shower and she said it felt like the dream had came to her like full force. And then she was just like, oh no, wait, it's, it's Erica. Erica's the one that's pregnant. And I was just like, oh, see, I, I can't, I, I can't wait for that day. Okay. I can't. 
<laughs> Let's see if you have it for your daughter as well. That'll be that'll uh, be yeah. interesting. That'll yeah, be interesting. <laughs> so when you were growing up, um, <clears throat> as a as a little girl, or even before you decide to, um, when you before you got pregnant, um, mm-hmm. or before you become a mom, did you have any idea of what kind of mother you wanted to be? And if so, do you think you're that mom now? Okay. Yes. See, I'm glad that was one I actually knew off the top of my head. Was actually, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's not a pop quiz. You don't have to. <laughs> like, I feel like I felt, you know, I went in because I didn't have to sit here and be like, wait, wait, come back to that one. No, no. <laughs> but um, definitely, when I was little, I wanted to be somewhat similar to the mom that my mom is currently. Like, um, like I was saying earlier, how we're a completely, we're a really playful household to the sense of where, it's like a it's like a really really good balance where we're super playful we know as kids we know we can go to our parents about everything like anything under the sun but at the same time with how playful they are we don't have that we don't cross that line of where okay these are our friends these are our parents no you're my parent at like first but next I know that I can come to you and I know that at the end of the day you're still my mom or you're still my dad. I have that respect for you still. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of something I wanted to incorporate into my own parenting, mostly like making it making my daughter comfortable enough to be like, okay, well if I have a problem, I know that my mom got me. Or but she's not gonna like just attack me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um definitely that like the balance I want I knew I wanted that from early on I was like I want a really good balance of friend and parent in my for my kids Hmm. and you said you think well not think you know that you are that person right now yes definitely I think to the point where I think sometimes she takes me as a joke right now so we're gonna have to fix that we're gonna have to fix the balance a little bit you know she's in that toddler phase of thinking that you know I'm one of her little friends or something It's a good. It's a good relationship that you have to have with your daughter, um, especially at that age. It's it's cherished. Um, yeah. I, I highly encourage it to always. Um, I know people say don't be your kid's friend, but you know sometimes you're gonna have to be more than friends. Um, yeah. The stuff that you share, um, and um, uh, I, mean, I would say you have to be careful with that. But just just being open with a child, um, your kids, I think, shows a, a, a sign of vulnerability. It sounds of like a, a, a science of of transparency where they can come to you now and just like talk to you about anything i was talking to my cousin not so long ago and he was saying that you know he's so close with his kids at time he just had to tell him like you know stop calling me (laughs) because you know and and, in the amount of information that they they tell him without him even asking is so amazing because that's the kind of relationship that he has with them like he's very very open they have their own handshake it's so cool so Mm -hmm. um when whenever they're going through anything he's they, he's gonna be there, you know. They're, exactly. gonna, they're gonna call him first. Um, they're not gonna call mom first because you know, mom and and, and son relationship is different than mom um, than dad and son. But because he established that relationship with, between him and his, and his kids, it's it's they they are able to come to him without without thinking twice. Definitely, definitely. That's what I wanted as well. I was just like, I, I don't want her to feel like she has to call up the friend first for something that's so serious that she feel like she can't come to me and I'm just like no I want I want to be the first point of contact for you I, I really do <laughs> mm. it, it even came to the point that my cousin said that um his son was asking him about um I think drinking because I think his son asked him when his first time when's the, what was the age that you were when he drank and you know my, my cousin was talking to him he said look 
um, if that's something that you're going to do, matter of fact, if you ever do that, please let me be the first person that you come and tell. Definitely. Right? Because Definitely. they have that relationship. They have that bond because he doesn't, he doesn't want to be left out. And two, he just wants his child to know that, you know what, if you're going to do this thing, I want to I want to let you know that I'm here for you. Right. Any exactly. mistakes you do, you do. Don't feel that you, you can't tell me. Don't feel like you're going to be afraid. And again, establishing that, that friendship, establishing that relationship with your child at that age is so, so, so crucial. Definitely. That was us as well. They were like, look, if you're going to drink, we want you to be our first drink drink partner. Mm. <laughs> tell me the first time you were introduced to your daughter. For that one, let me see. Okay, so first time that I met my daughter was right after having her later on my chest. And um, we kind of had our first 30 minutes to an hour together by ourselves. Um, she got to hear my voice and I could tell that she really knew who I was um, because like the way she was just looking up every time I would say something to her. And um, from there, yeah, that was our first interaction. I would say that's like my little mini best friend. <laughs> that's kind of how we treat each other. It's always um, definitely I noticed that um, even if we're sitting in the house with my mom and my dad, which she's very close to as well. Um, let's say she stumps her toe or she falls or something. I'm the first person that she goes to. Little mm. things like that that I've noticed. Describe to me um, three great moments um, of being a mom. Oh, three great. Oh my gosh, three great moments. You're really making me think today, huh? <laughs> okay, one would be kind of like really broad, but um, definitely since having my daughter, how much of a voice I have now um, I would say especially as it relates to her um, like if I'm standing up for myself and like a decision I've made with her or something of that nature just my voice that I really didn't have too much of before mm-hmm. that's okay. one that's probably like the, the greatest one I think I have <laughs> did you feel like you didn't have a voice before or it was more that you didn't know who you were a combination of both, I would definitely say, um, because I was, I'm still, if you, like, when you get to know me, I'm a really shy person. I come off as timid sometimes. And then like, like I think we were talking about earlier, like I'm so slow to anger to where like, even if something really, really frustrates me, nine times out of 10, I'm not gonna address it or I'm just gonna kind of like bury it until I've had enough. But I would say since having my daughter, like if I feel, some type of way about something or if I felt disrespected about something I react not react upon it but I vocalize it a lot sooner now than what I would have before I had her. okay okay and yeah. uh you see you got two more to go <laughs> <laughs> let me see um I would say how well I've been doing thus far like not to keep my own horn but how well I've been doing with her as so far like because naturally like um because I can't I can't only say that it's just a woman thing when you're pregnant but I feel like it could go for the man as well um the only thing you're thinking the most the thing that you're thinking about the most while being pregnant is like okay am I really am I gonna do a good job like am I gonna am I gonna am I gonna like know what to do am I gonna know how to do it or whatever whatever is going through your brain as it relates to that and then just to see now that I mean she's been here been alive for three almost four years now and I'm like dang 
I really have been doing this. I, I've been doing a really good job, so I do say mm-hmm. so myself. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, let me see. The last one uh, would be in me being so good at this right now, I would definitely say that another good thing that's come from having her would be that I try that I now put pri- my pride to a side a lot more when I need help I ask for it <laughs> because before her I was also that person I did not like asking for anything I didn't like asking for help mm. nothing but now I'm like if, if something's become too much or I feel overwhelmed about something I definitely now have no problem saying it you know, as, as a, a dad, um, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned from my son, um, like you said before, is for you, for me, it's, it's patience. Um, I've had it before, but having a child is a whole different type of patience. It's, it's, it tests every level of like patience into your, your being. You know, they had this thing where he says, if you ask God for patience, he's going he's gonna to throw you into the ditch of like, people that are gonna test your <laughs> that's that skill yeah. of yours and i definitely think that you know I, again i'm very patient i'm very like slow to anger but having a child is, is different like I've, I've noticed that um uh, my patient level is is i want to say it's is it's advanced right it, yeah. it, it, it um it grew and i appreciate that and i, I love what my son is able to do to do, to, uh, do for me i would say um all these mm-hmm. stuff that he's he's able to um uh, do at the time the, the amount of stuff that he's done uh, in the short amount of time. I love all that he's doing, and I and I appreciate that. And from your perspective, what what is the greatest lesson that your daughter has taught you? Oh, um, definitely how to love myself more. Because uh, it was like it's an old saying. I don't know exactly how it goes, but um, it's something along like for women especially, like um, your son. Your son will teach you how to love, and then I think your daughter teaches you how to love yourself. It was something along that nature, and I would definitely, definitely say, looking back over the years, that's that's really true for me, at least. Um, she's definitely taught me how to love myself a little bit more. Okay, great, yeah. great, great, cool. Just have a few, just about two or three questions for you now. Let you go. So to wrap up with, with motherhood, as you are looking at your daughter right now and went through. Um, life and seeing how she's growing and yourself how you grew um, and let's say uh, 10 years 15 years 20 years down the line even 30 years down the line and she's like listening to this how do you want her to remember you so you want me to cry too like hey geez. look it happened it has to, it has happened already <laughs> <laughs> i know i listened i was like oh my lord he's gonna have me on here crying <laughs> but um I would want her to remember me as her personal fighter, mm-hmm. her first fighter in line, um, someone who always has her back, no matter what it is, no matter what it was. There's literally nothing she can do that'll make me want to turn my back on her, that would make me want to disown her, and that I don't want her to ever no matter what the situation is, because like you said, like what, 10, 15 years down the line, no matter what the situation is, we'll get through it. Um, and that I love her beyond words, that she should never doubt that. Nice, nice, nice. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up, as we wrap up, what what do you want the dads, the dads to be and um, 
the fathers, uh, the role models out there, uh, the father figures out there, what would you want, what kind of message do you want to leave for them? Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> before you answer that question, you know, before before you answer that question, it's weird because you can listen to the podcast and listen to the questions. You be like, "Oh, this is nice. Yeah, I got it." But once you are uh, post that question, be like, <gasps> "Yes." Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly me. I'm like, "Whoa, wait, wait a minute, hold on." No, I'm kidding. But um, from experience or stuff that I've seen, the most of I would say, uh, how should I put this? Um that being a provider is very important. Yes, well, while being a provider is very important as far as like, oh, providing shoes, clothes, diapers, wipes, all the other kind of stuff is important. But I feel like, especially from a young age, your child is not gonna care about that. Your child is not gonna remember that at all. They're gonna remember who was there with them, who played with them, even if it was a little stupid tea party, even though we feel like tea parties are stupid, but, those carry on with the kids more than what you physically bought for them. And I feel like sometimes that gets lost in translation. Like, I won't say that it's just a, a guy thing or guys making it a thing. I will say that, you know, some women have made it like, oh, he's not doing this, this he's not providing X, Y, and Z, okay. But I feel like for the child, especially for the child's emotional or mental needs, like you have to physically and mentally and emotionally be there for them as well, not just financially. Cool, amazing. Lady Erica, thank you so much for answering this call. Thank you for what you're doing. Um, again, I listen to your podcast and I love your transparency. Like you you are so 100% real with what you're saying. Um, the emotions behind it is so real. Um, it's very, very captivating. And again, it's a life junkie. I put that on the content. And you're, oh, what you're doing you. is so cool. Like I really do, I really do appreciate what you're doing. I, I, am, I am following what you're doing. And it's cool. I love your journey as motherhood. And you're doing a really good job. I really do um, believe that. And like you said before, there is um, fatherhood, parenting, so to speak, or daddyhood. It's not about materialistic things, right? It's not about how much stuff you buy for your, your child. It's not about I buy them a PlayStation, I buy them toys. I buy, it's, it's, it means almost nothing because those things expire. Like you exactly. said before, the things that matters the most, the things that really matter the most is spending time with your child. Like it, it's it's so crucial. It we don't have we don't have any idea. I mean, if you think about it right now, do you do you remember what toys or stuff like your your father gave you? No, you, but you remember the time that he spent with you. Like he talked to you, Definitely. he hugged you, he shared that time with you. Those are stuff that remember that 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 are memorable and that last forever. And we need to just stop mm -hmm. thinking about these things. But I just, again, I just want to just thank you. Thank you so much, Erica, for like these words, this message that you have given us and um, the time that you have given us for about your, your I'm sorry, your journey as a mom. Um, again, I'm, I've been listening to your podcast and I am definitely captivated by your story. Definitely yes, captivated by your transparency. And I love the movement that you're doing. Um, you in season three right now, you're just like going strong. I'm like, I got I need to catch up. <laughs> no, I need to I'm trying catch to shoot them out there, shoot them out there. <laughs> no, but thank you so so much. Like I like I listened to pretty much all of your episodes by now. That's why I'm like laughing when you had said you you would have thought I knew my answers already. But I didn't, but I definitely love what you're doing too. Like I loved your questions, your thought-provoking questions. Like I'm so serious right now. These questions that you've asked me are going in my journal. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to say thank you so much for letting me talk too. 
Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So in closing, guys, I just want to thank one again, Erica, for, for all that she's been saying, all those motivational words and stuff like that. And I just want to, again, to just thank her for all that she's doing. Again, she's, she's, you are doing a good job. You're doing a phenomenal job. From what you went through to be able to stand up right now and raise a, your daughter, it's, it's, it's short of a miracle. I mean, I, again, I listened to your story, and I'm, that's why I wanted you to be here. But I did, again, I just want to thank you all that you are doing. Again, guys, make sure you are in your child's life. I know uh, this, this story that once uh, someone told me where a dad asked a daughter, oh, um, uh, what, what are the stuff that you remember about me? Do you remember about me going through, you know, Disney World? Do you remember, what, uh, do you remember when we went, the stuff that I bought you, all that stuff? She was just like, no, I didn't, I didn't remember any of these things. The only thing that I remembered was when you were um, playing with me and you were um, pushing me into swings. And he kind of yeah. kind of got me thinking, like you know, all the stuff that we buy, we're trying to like, we're trying to win our kids over. It's, it doesn't mean much, but spending mm-hmm. that time with them, like you said, a tea time, and you know, going to the movies and just hanging out with them, a mommy time, a daddy time, or family time, all that stuff matters. And we need to like plug in, pour in as much as we can to our kids because that's what matters. We need to like mm-hmm. fix whatever we have right now so the next generation can have a better brighter future and not keep seeing it i said it before and i say it again we need to be a better version of ourselves. be intentional be intentional be intentional about everything that you do and i look forward to like um what my son is going to become because all this i'm doing is for him but again guys i'm not going to hold mm-hmm. you any longer i want to thank my my special guest erica uh for doing what she's doing for coming here telling us whatever uh everything that she went through um, again, thank you so much, so much, so much. Thank you so much. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm not going to hold you any longer. I will catch you in a few. Bye. Yeah, you